This is Judd's mom, Bunny. I've got Judd busy right now putting on a sweater, so I'm introducing this episode. Mom, Mom, I'm not even cold. Wait a minute. But I am, and I knitted it just for you, and it makes you look so handsome. Anywho, this is the post-Napa earthquake episode and features KVON, KVYN General Manager Larry Sharp, along with Ann Steinauer, the director of the American Red Cross Napa County Chapter. We'll hear how these two, in their own ways, were able to jump into action to keep our local residents informed, aware, safe, fed, clothed, housed, and so on. It really showcases the power of community-minded people who jump into action during times of trouble, well worth a listen. In the meantime, I would like to invite you to visit us at our family's winery located at the south end of the beautiful Silverado Trail here in Napa. Our amazingly friendly hospitality team at Judd's Hill will show you a good time, to be sure. Visiting information can be found at juddshill.com. While on the website, have a look at the wine-related poetry and funny videos, and be sure to put some wine in your shopping cart. As a special treat for listeners, here's a deal for you. Type in coupon code JNVS at checkout and get 15% off your entire wine order. For an even better deal, join the Judd's Hill Wine Club online. It's free to sign up, and you'll get fabulous wines, invitations to grand events, and plenty of other fun perks. And now, on with the show. You know, Mom, I feel so cozy right now. Oh, great, sweetheart. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Finkelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mole. How are you, sir? Doing fine, Judd. I'm top very, of the day. At top of the day, I'm very glad to hear. Everybody's still a little bit on edge. I know life is coming back here in Napa Valley uh, since the earthquake last week, and that's oh, yeah. really going to be the topic of today's show. Uh, how have you been? What's been happening with you? I've been good. Uh, uh, like I said, I just finished up my gig at the Giants game uh, on Monday. Oh, yeah? yeah. Last Monday. That's right. Not yesterday, but last Monday. And you're still you're still uh, reveling in the glow of that uh, awesome experience of singing? I am. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be doing the same, the same thing again on the 20th over at, uh, in Oakland at the A's game. On September 20th? Yes, on September 20th at the A's game. No kidding. Okay, I'm checking my calendar. Oh, good. That that sounds like fun. And believe it or not, this will be my first A's game, Judd, since 2007. Call Ripley, but I believe it. Oh, good. That's good. So you're doing the same thing. You're singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Yes, sir. Officially, this is not just you kind of out in the parking lot on the back of someone's truck singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. This is actually on microphone. On the field or in a section where you're on the camera, you're on the big screen, you are getting the whole stadium of tens of thousands of people to sing with you. 
Yes. Standing ovation guaranteed. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's great. September 20th at the Oakland A's, and there's Iris C. Sports walking by right now. He's giving the thumbs up for Lauren Mole singing singing the national anthem at the Oakland A's. Thanks, Ira. Do you know, do you know who uh, the A's will be playing? Uh, who will they be trouncing that evening? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay, we'll find out. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that that's coming up. But everybody's okay via the earthquake? And... Everybody's all right. Okay, glad to hear House is well. House is all well. Well, except uh, we had some trouble in our storage shed and in my dad's garage. He has a machine shop in there. He's a maintenance yep. machinist. I know. Yeah, he's got a lot of bells and whistles in that garage. <laughs> and do they all survive? Well, unfortunately, one of his uh, toolboxes fell over. Uh-oh. So we had to bring in my brother over here to help him, you know, pick him up. Let's and I kind of help, helped him a little bit, too. Good. It's good to have a team. Oh, it's yeah. It's good to have a team. We've just been handed a note from IRC Sports. I think it's the A's schedule. All so right. So you can, you can look that up and find out who the A's are All playing. All right. Not bad. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that, Lauren. Okay. Yeah, things, things were um, okay over at our place as well, uh, over at the winery at Judd's Hill. I might have said this last week. I've, I was a bit in a daze, I think, last week. But the winery was pretty much unscathed. We lost just a few bottles of wine and a few bottles of barbecue sauce that we sell over there broke in the tasting room and oh, made a mess, man. but smelled delicious. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great. I made me hungry for lunch, but we were able to open up in time, you know, on schedule. It was a very busy day. In fact, lots of folks were around and I kind of walked around to find out where folks were from. Uh, not too many locals, not surprisingly, because I think they were cleaning up, but I think all the folks on vacation, folks from around the country, it was a couple... Folks from um, Alabama. I might have already said this last week, too. Oh, yeah. Again, I don't remember, yeah, but I, I asked them, you know, how their days... I did tell this story. I, I do remember, yeah. but uh, I'm going to tell it again. Okay. I'd ask them how, how the day's been going. They said, well, you know, off to a bit of a rocky start. It's like, oh, so you felt it? They said, you betcha. But they're here in California. I said, lucky you guys. You know, people come to California every single day from around the world, and they, they do what you're doing. I know you went to San Francisco, and you saw the sights, and you rode across the Golden Gate Bridge. They told me they had done that. Uh, now you're here in Napa Valley tasting wine. But you, of all those people, not many get to say they experienced a genuine, world-famous California earthquake and have the story to tell to take home. What a souvenir. Can you imagine? Yeah, 25 years after Loma Prieta, and I wasn't even born yet. That's You are a youngin'. Yeah. Yeah, folks often ask, you know, how did it compare? And we were, you know, in Napa pretty far from the Loma Prieta quake. And I remember it shaking really hard, but boy, this one had it beat as far as uh, violence, in, oh, my, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, this, this one woke me up with a vengeance, as if somebody was just angrily shaking me away because I had done something horrible and unspeakable to them and they were getting their revenge. It was, it was a doozy, to oh, say the man. least. You know, I want to talk about something fun coming up. And then we're going to get to the show. Oh, sure. It's our 25th anniversary at Judd's Hill. Congratulations, Thank Judd. you so much. We're, we're very happy to be celebrating that. This coming Sunday, September 7th, let's see if I can speak, Sunday, September 7th, at the winery, Judd's Hill, right on Silverado Trail, one mile north of the town of Napa, we're having our 25th anniversary harvest party. Right and on. it's open to folks, and details can be found at judshill.com. Click on our events page. It's from noon to 2.30, and there'll be lots of fun. There's going to be entertainment of all sorts, including a renowned magician, Timothy James, is going to be mystifying Ooh. the crowd. Of course, wine, I believe. There might even be a photo booth. Other surprises. I always guarantee surprises, because we'll have them. And we'll break out some old wines, some current wines. Should be a beautiful day. Come help us celebrate. Details, again, judshill.com, events page. Click on that. You'll get, get all the info you need to know to come join us this coming Sunday, September 7th. Not bad. I don't think so. 
we got a couple folks joining us today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. Oh, you have oh, yes. yes. Go ahead, please. Yes, I've just been informed that on September the twentieth, uh, the A's will be playing against the Phillies. Fantastic, a little interleague play. That should be yes. an exciting game. Yes, made all I'm... the more enticing to go get your ticket because you know that Mr. Lauren Mole, Mr. In Studio Announcer, two thousand fourteen and in perpetuity of Napa Valley, will be leading the seventh inning stretch. Yes, so now you know. That's right. Would you like to tell the folks, our fine and lovely listeners, who's joining us in the studio today? Uh, sure, Judd. Hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> our guests today are Ann Steinhauer, Executive Director of Napa, Napa County Red Cross, and our very own Larry Sharp, General Manager of KVYN 99.3 and KVON 1440. Here they are. Welcome, Ann. Welcome, Larry. Thank you for that introduction, Lauren. I know it's not the usual flashy, rhyming that's fine. Intro. We're keeping this show a little bit more low key. This is less about showbiz and more about you know the community and what's going on. Thank you both for joining us. You know, Larry, I'm gonna start looking over at you. Sure. You are the GM here at KVY and KVON. Right. You know, the first thing that I did once I was able to get out of my house, which had no power, mm-hmm. so I went in the car, started charging a cell phone for the emergency because it was low on juice, and turned on the radio. And the first station I tuned to, of course, right here, 14:40 a.m. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what's happening. And all I heard was, yeah, Yeah, that's what I heard too. (laughs) And I thought, uh oh, this has been a bad one. So tell me what happened because it wasn't long after that that the station did go on the air. But but what happened? You felt shaking, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I like everybody else. The thing woke me up, and you know, once your brain wraps around what's happened, which seems to take forever, like five, ten minutes, and I was still like, what the heck just happened here? You know, and you're looking around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I realized, well, it's time to head down to the station. And, of course, I turned on the radio quickly as well. For what happened with us, both of our transmitters actually stayed on. Uh, the AM was transmitter was on and the FM transmitter was on. And those are at separate locations from where our studios are. Right. So that those generators came on as they were supposed to. What mm-hmm. didn't happen is our generator here at the studios did not fire up. Oh. And we don't know why yet. Uh, you know, it's obviously we're going to look into it and make sure that it's uh, in good repair for any future disasters. So I quickly drove here. I'm about 10 minutes away and was here within, say, 15 minutes of the quake. Really? And You were just up, to, out in here. Yeah. And surprisingly, a lot of people were out. I mean, I think people go check their family or their businesses or whatever i was really surprised how many cars i saw and i didn't even think about cracks in the road it turns out (laughs) i drove up cuttings wharf road you know and eventually there was a six inch drop off there it wasn't there that night oh it wasn't no it's it grew over the next few days as we had aftershocks you didn't catch any air off that there was a lot of branches on the road oh really yeah yeah the the um uh, what are those trees the uh the eucalyptus? Eucalyptus, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They just dropped a whole ton of stuff on the road. Wow. Uh, so it, it was creepy. You know, I mean, it's pitch black out. There's clearly no power anywhere, and your nerves are jangled. And so I drive up here hoping, against hope, that there might be some lights on in the building and that maybe, you know, something just clicked off here. Right. In fact, the building was pitch black. It was. And, yeah, and, I mean, I did not want to come in here. <laughs> I know? don't blame you. You don't know structurally what's going on. Sure. Uh, so I sat there, and I contacted our engineer, uh, Ben, Webster and he was cleaning up. You know, he's got a young daughter and a wife, so right. you know, I said, "Fine, clean up, get get what you got to get done, make sure everybody's safe, and then if you can, come on over." So within five minutes or ten minutes, he was here, and we quickly realized the generator wasn't on, that it wasn't going to start, and okay, what do we do now? So we have 
one little generator we use for remotes, and it's enough to power one studio here. Mm. Ben said, which station do you want? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then I remembered I had a generator in my office, mine, that I'm selling. It's just a little 2,000 oh. watt. Yeah. So I pulled that out, and between the two of them, we had enough power now to get both studios on the air. So with Ben's expertise, we ran uh, extension cords all over the building and got these two studios up and running. And mm. we simulcast, uh, I think we were on about a half an hour after the, the quake. So much for selling that second generator. Huh? Yeah, I think we'll be... Actually, I'm just going to sell it to myself here at the station. <laughs> <laughs> we were on, and the first thing we did, we got the phones up after the studios, and I just said, Call. And the phone lit up immediately. And so you, you ran on simulcast. So if we you did. tuned in either 1440 AM or 99.3 right. FM, you're hearing the same programming. Exactly. Yeah, that, okay. and that was important because, you know, obviously we didn't have two people here to, to right. do that. Now, in fact, Bob uh, from the morning show came in, mm-hmm. as did Mindy. So it was kind of nice to, to have a couple of people come in and help because your brain's fried. I, I was on the air for a little while, and then I took a break, and then Bob took over, and we kind of took turns all night. But we, I think what we did and, and what most people seem to be uh, thankful for is there was there was a voice and while there's oh, all kinds sure. of other ways to find out what's going on there's twitter and there's the internet and all that that's all great stuff Facebook. but in yeah. fact the you know hearing a voice hearing another voice in napa saying i'm okay yeah we're okay or we're not you know we've got a fire there was one call from the uh, mobile home park and a woman called and said my mobile home's on fire and it's oh my goodness uh, yeah, i mean those are the kind of calls you hate to get but in fact i think we helped people uh, get out what they wanted to say, spread information, you know, and that's that's all we did all morning. And we just kept going and going until finally the calls switched to where can I get coffee? And that's when I realized, okay, the, the crisis is, is <laughs> What's over. open, yeah, yeah. right. I'll tell you, it was, it was a great comfort. When I heard the signal go back on, I had tuned into KCBS mm-hmm. to hear if they had anything, and they were just starting to break in mm-hmm. with some calls. And they were coming from all over. The first few I heard were from and closer to San Francisco. Yeah, people, oh, I, I felt I an earthquake. I felt an earthquake. Yeah. But I could tell these people did not feel mm-hmm. the earthquake that I felt. Right. And then pretty soon some folks from Napa started calling, and then I checked in again, and you guys were back on the air. Thank goodness. It was very nice. In fact, I was out yesterday, a neighborhood picnic, and so many of our neighbors, they do this every Labor Day, a big neighborhood picnic in the park, were talking about how great it was to have this station on the air to find out what's happening locally and hearing from people in Napa calling the station in Napa and hearing you guys based in Napa getting the information out. Well, it's, I mean, we're lucky to have these stations here. I mean, it's, uh, I've been touting that for the year and a half that I've oh, been here that, that, you know, most communities of this size don't have radio stations dedicated to just their community. And we do. Yeah. And I'm really happy and proud to be part of it. And I'm glad if we helped anybody in some small way. So. Well, I know you did. And what a, what an amazing example, not one I'd like to repeat, but, no. <laughs> but a great example of how important it is to have a radio station that is dedicated to the community, exactly. as you have been a, a champion of that. You know, you've been bringing in more community-focused programming. And obviously the fact that you, your first thought upon waking during this violent shaking was, let me get down there and start the station. We got to get the yep. got to get the word out. You've been lauded now. A lot of press coming your way. Well, it's mostly, yeah, it's been in the uh, in the trades, in the, in the radio That's trades. That's okay. But it's, it's fine, yeah. But I mean, you're being I, recognized for being... Like you the know, guy. I've said to a few people, that's great, but we just did what we're supposed to do. <laughs> you yeah. know, I appreciate it. But in fact, that's exactly what radio has always done best. You know, I mean, we're, you know, we're always local, 
But in an emergency, uh, we, you know, of course, we had one failure in our generator. But if, with, if not for that, we would have been there, you know, immediately. Yeah. Uh, but, but within a few minutes, we were. And, and that's what I believe. Uh, I've been doing this a long time. We, we are on the public airwaves. We're here to serve the public. And that's how you do it. From what I understand, you know, many radio stations now are automated. At least overnight and even sure. much well, through the day, there aren't many people. We are in the middle of the night, and we were yeah. that night. I mean, it's not feasible for us to pay someone to sit here in the middle of the night. Now, yeah. I'd love to change that. I mean, frankly, it would have been nice, although I would have felt sorry for anyone sitting in here in the dark. <laughs> you know, it would not have been fun. True enough. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is that even though it's automated, you got down here. Yeah. And many other stations, of course, they weren't based right in well, Napa, but many other stations never even acknowledged what was going on because there was just nobody there right. to and, and talk p- about it. Nobody the, came down. Part of the reason we got kind of singled out in the trades is that here we are, this small we really are a small organization here in the Napa Valley. And there's these great big radio stations in San Francisco. I used to work there. I know sure. big corporately run, you know, millions and billions of dollars. And they've got nobody there. I mean, mm. you're right. KCBS had one guy there who was just sort of trying to figure it out. But KGO, But at least nothing. they were on the air figuring yeah, it they, out. They which... at least had somebody there. K- yeah. KGO didn't have anybody. All the other stations, the music stations, nobody was there. And so that's kind of why, you know, we, we got pointed to to say, hey, at least... Somebody was, you know, willing to get in there. And that's always been our plan. If, if there's an emergency, we get here quick and we, you know, we take over. Well, thank you. That's my pleasure. It's much appreciated. <laughs> I don't want to do it again, though. Let's right. not. <laughs> <laughs> Under only happy circumstances. Yeah. No, it's much appreciated. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Again, on behalf of the community. Thanks. Getting this thing it. going. You and Ben. Yeah, Ben's he's, a hero. Ben's running around there. Oh, I know he's busy. God. I wanted him to come and talk about what, what it took to he get this He was wearing thing going. A, a flashlight on his head. Oh, yeah. you know, and I could, I'd, I'd lose him every once in a while, and then I'd see this glare kind of moving around. It's like, oh, he's in over in that room. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, I'm actually neighbors with his mother. Oh, okay. And when the shaking started, you know, it, it seemed like a block party started on our street <laughs> because everybody came out to make sure everybody else was all right. My neighbor came over, and, you know, in the darkness, said, hey, have you turned your gas off? I was like, gosh, I haven't even, you know, I'm just worried about getting everybody to safety. Right. He already had the wrench in hand. He just turned it off right there. And yep. And, you know, Ben's mom was out there checking on folks as well. And Nice. And I, you know, I said, is, is he okay? She said, yep, I think he's going to the station, you know, right now to get things going. I'm like, whew, yeah. what a dedicated guy. No, absolutely. Good for him. And uh, he knows where all the plugs are, so that's important. <laughs> right. You know, I, I would have bumbled around. But, and that's the other thing that I'm, I have to say. We did all this in the dark with stuff laying all over the place, just like everybody else. I mean, everything in this building fell down. Yeah. And um, I office, noticed a lack of furniture in the lobby. Yeah, we we decided to kind of clean house a little. I think a lot of people did. Uh, but yeah, we had uh, all the cabinetry in here was on the floor, and there was even some equipment that that fell over that we had to upright. And you know, it was it, you know it was creepy, but you just kind of put your head to it. I'm actually kind of glad we had something to do. I don't know what you'd do if you were just sitting there in the aftermath, you know, going, well, what do I do now? I, know. I can't sleep. I mean, you know. You got to get down here. It's less creepy now out there that my picture's gone. I noticed one of the tragic victims of the earthquake was the, the, the little poster of Judd's Napa Valley show with my a lot of things in beaming face yeah. gone. Well, <laughs> so. the picture may be around. The frame's probably smashed. <laughs> oh, I'll find a new one. I'll sign it to okay. you. Yeah, thank right. you. Larry, Larry Sharp, thank you no, very name. much thank for... You for getting this thing going and your continued dedication to community focused radio. I mean, well, if you hadn't, if, if you hadn't come in here and said, you know, we need to have some more community radio, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here. The other community based shows that happen, you know, every weekday. It's great. I appreciate it. Well, we'd it. love to do more. I mean, yeah. and a lot of people ask me, particularly people who've lived here all their lives, you know, why can't KVON be what it used to be? Well, there's a lot of reasons, most of them financial, frankly. Yeah, right. 
and thankfully, there's people like you who will come in and do this, you know, out of the goodness of your heart because you enjoy doing it. I want to raise. And you, I want to double it. my salary. Double your salary thank you. today. <laughs> uh, so, you know, thank you to all of you who come in and help make this more community oriented. And if, you know, anybody else wants to come and work for free, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Larry. Thank you. I know you got work appreciate to do, but yep. I appreciate you sitting down for a few minutes. My pleasure, Jed. All right. Thanks. That's Sharpie. Ann Steinhauer. Hi, Jed. Hi. Executive Director, Hi, Napa County Red How Cross. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Thank you for jumping in as well. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I've, I wanted to get your perspective, you know, ever since for the past week, so I'm glad that you could come in here. Tell me about the Red Cross. Let's get actually your personal story. Personal yeah, story? what happened? As soon as I, I, I assume the, the quake woke you up. The, you so didn't have to get a phone call, did you? No, I was sound asleep like everybody else, and then I proceeded to do just about everything wrong after that. Uh-oh. Which was... Wait, um, aren't you the head of the organization yeah, that gets people prepared for emergencies? Which is why I emergencies? Really want to talk to you guys about it. Number okay. one is, I've, of course, stuck my head up saying, oh, this is an earthquake. I need to pay attention. Yeah. And then we had that sudden jolt, Yeah. which freaked me out. And I thought to myself, okay, now what? I need to get up, I need to get dressed, and I need to get down to the office because we're going to have people converging on the office who are going to want to help, mm-hmm. who are going to need help, yeah. uh, and we're going to need to figure out what the next steps are. You know, Do we need to open an evacuation shelter? Where was this centered? And my immediate thought was that this was something that was bigger down in the, the Bay Area region, okay. and that we were just feeling the after effects of probably the big one. Mm. And got up, got dressed, and I was out the door. My neighbor says I was out the door within 10 minutes of the earthquake striking. Wow. I lost all sense of timing at that point. And luckily, my brother and uh, sister-in-law and their three-month-old live in between my house and the office. And so driving down, I, like Larry, was shocked at how many people were out and Mm. about and knocking on neighbor's doors and checking on one another. And I was lucky enough that I was able to pull into their driveway and my brother was coming down his porch steps at that point in time. And I was able to see them and to check in with them and find out that my three-month-old niece was actually okay and had slept right through the whole thing. Oh, good. If and you're going to get through it, sleeping's... I, as long as things aren't falling on you, it's a nice way to get through an earthquake. I, I think, you know, I've heard a couple of people say, oh yeah, I just rolled over and went back to sleep and I, <laughs> I haven't been able to quite wrap my head no. around that one. And we got into the office and we found it much like, the, you know, Larry found the studio here, which was everything was on the floor. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of bookshelves that had knocked over. We lost, you know, clocks. We lost some display cases and no power. And I walked in and immediately started turning on flashlights and setting them up so that we could get some overall light. Staff immediately started to arrive there. And then we started getting volunteers into the office. And at that point in time, we realized that we didn't have power. We didn't have internet. Our computers were all down. And so everything started to be done on cell phones. Mm-hmm. And this was the biggest difference for me, having gone through the 89 quake yeah. and not knowing anything until, you know, you could get your TV signal back or you could get, you know, a radio up and running on where the epicenter was and what the the magnitude was and all of that. I mean, we were on cell phones, answering phone calls, talking to people and getting them to safe locations for those that that weren't in a safe location. And by about nine that morning, we were up and running and ready to go at our shelter, which is still open today at Crosswalk Community Church. Um, So people can still go there if they feel unsafe or don't have another place to go? We are open and ready for people if they need a place to come. If if your home is damaged and you can't stay in your home, you can come to the shelter and we will help you. So that, again, is a Crosswalk Community Church, and that's located at 2590 1st Street in Napa. It's just past the overpass. We're in the gym back behind the church. There's a Red Cross signage everywhere there. And what's there for people? 
We are doing three meals a day. We're working with the Southern Baptists who are cooking those meals and then we are serving oh. them. There is cots and blankets for people. Um, and we have both physical and mental health care providers there for people who need somebody to talk to or might have a sprain or an injury that they need somebody to take a look at. Um, we're happy to help you with that. And then we are working towards, and we just opened this, today's Tuesday, right? Yes, so we it is. opened yesterday. My uh, sense of timing is completely off. We opened a what we are calling a Red Cross Emergency Assistance Center at the Marriott on Solano Avenue. And so even if you're okay being in your home, but you still need further assistance or you don't know where to go to get services, you can come and learn about what the Red Cross can help you with during uh, this point in time. So that's open from 10 to 7 p.m. at the Napa Valley Marriott on Solano Avenue. Um, and that's available for anybody who might need some further assistance. Is that all day into the night as well? 10, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Okay, that's great to know. We do have to take a break. Great. And then we'll be back. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. La, 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 la. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa, and streaming live in Houston at KVON.com, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Mole. You're welcome, Judd. Howdy from Houston. Howdy, Judd. What what brought Houston up? I just quickly thought of it in my head. That's good, because as folks should know by now, no matter what city you're in around the globe, if you have access to internet, computer, and that kind of thing, yes, you can hear this show at KVON.com, live streaming. Absolutely. And then later on, you can go on your iTunes uh, store thingy that you got there in your computer, and you can look up Judd's Napa Valley Show and hear past episodes. It's a podcast, Lauren. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, today we're not doing a lot of the the kind of cutesy things, like we're not going to do the... Uh, no, nobody's getting his or her hands on Judd's goodies today. That's okay. We're not doing Mad Libs. There's no donuts. We're doing important... Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting the message out to the community. We've got Ann Steinhauer, Executive Director of Napa County Red Cross with us today. She was telling us a little bit about what happened right immediately after the earthquake, what she was up to. Let's keep talking about that. Let's talk about sure. what's been going on and what you were doing, what you continue to do for the community in light of this earthquake. You said you were getting folks to safe places. Now, where were these safe places? If they felt their homes were unsafe, where were you directing them? So if people's homes were unsafe, we were re recommending that they stay close to home to stay with their neighbors until we could get the shelter open, which mm -hmm. didn't happen much later than that. Um, and then once the shelter was open, we did request that everybody do come to the shelter and that that would be a safe place. And within a couple of hours, we had Salvation Army there doing food. Salvation Army did the food for oh. the first week. And then Southern Baptist came, has come in now. We were serving, and I can give you some numbers. Yeah, please. We served, in, in since yesterday afternoon, we have served 5,430 meals and snacks. Wow. We have been distributing some bulk items, and what we consider bulk items are water comfort kits, which is a bag that has a toothbrush, a washcloth, mm. soap, shaving kits, that sort of things. We've distributed as 1,760 items. We were also able to partner with Central Valley Builder Supply, and they donated 100 shovels and 100 rakes and a bunch of garbage bags. And wow. we had those at the shelter so people could come and pick those up Good for and Central take Valley. them mm -hmm. home and be able to do some of the cleanup work. Central Valley is an amazing partner. We've provided outreach both for mental health and for health services to 983 residents. And we've had 219 overnight stays. So what does that mean? It means that we We've had a total of 219 people, not, excuse me, we have had a total of 219 
stays overnight, meaning some of those people will be staying for us with the, for the entire week time that we're open at the shelter. Okay. Some will stay for one night. Um, and so this is a way for us to kind of calculate over, over a long period of time. And are those overnight stays available at the, which, which at crosswalk that's Community at crosswalk. Church. Okay. So if you need a place to sleep at night, it's crosswalk. And if you're looking just for additional assistance with Red Cross services, come to the Marriott. And if folks just want to help out somehow, you know, maybe um, donate more items, goods, things to put in these uh, comfort packs, you know, I, I imagine you're accepting help. So that we're um, accepting monetary donations to the Red Cross. We're requesting that all food items go directly to the local food bank managed by Canvey and that any sort of clothing or linen item go to either Goodwill or Salvation Army okay. to be distributed. Okay. We just don't have the resources to be able to do that bulk warehousing that you need to do in order right. to accept those goods. Do you have the information for Canvey, the food bank? I do not off the top I, of my I, head. I don't either, unfortunately, but, but it's certainly worth in, a Google search, yeah. uh, Canvey. Napa Food Bank, yeah. Canvey, and they did extend their hours and they were open extra days because we heard that people were looking for bad goods. Good, good. So, and I know that they've been highly successful in getting food out to residents as well. Part of the struggle with this earthquake was that whole first week was people mm. didn't have water because right. there were so many water line breaks. So what we found was is that a lot of people came in to eat mm -hmm. and to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with us and to check in and to check in on services, but that we're going home and sleeping. And so our, our meal counts are really high because we've been providing good quality meals for folks. And those are still available as well. That's wonderful. So what, what happens now? So what happens now? Yeah. So, so number one is I think the Red Cross would like everyone to be prepared because what we're hearing out of the seismologists is that this was not the big one. And we're lucky because it will relieve some of the pressure, but knowing what to do next time there is an earthquake, I think is very, very important. So number one is I always have a flashlight a pair of shoes and clothes next to my bed so that when an earthquake strikes, I'm not jumping up and running across my floor in bare feet yes. to get to somewhere else because you never know what's on the floor after an earthquake like this. That's true. You know, I came out, I, you know, startled awake, of course, disoriented, pitch black, lost power immediately and came around a corner and I'm, I'm tripping over something and I can't see what it is. I'm just disoriented. I'm like, there's, why is there something here. Am I in the wrong room? I did, I didn't, and it was a bookcase that had fallen over. It was right in the middle of the hallway. Uh, luckily, I didn't go through any glass, but boy, did I come close. And having some slippers or some you know bed shoes right there, very handy. And a flashlight, as you say, invaluable. I'm thinking, I'm, I haven't done it yet, but I'm just going to kind of tape it to the inside of the, the bed leg because then I'll always know where it is. It won't topple off or roll off yeah. a counter during a shaker. One of the things that we recommend is that you actually get a bag mm -hmm. with a tie on it and ah. you do tie it to that leg bed. Oh, okay. So shoes, an extra pair of glasses if you wear glasses, yes. you know, any sort of meds that you might need immediately after an, an event like this, a flashlight, you know, um, a bottle of water, you know, sort of those basic items. And you can get a list of what we recommend off of our website, but Which choose is? a flashlight. Our website is redcross.org and you can click on disaster response and there are links to how to become prepared. And then we also recommend things like don't hang heavy pictures over your bed. Yeah. Don't put a big mirror over your bed. Yeah. 
Um, if you have lamps, make sure that they're not heavy or top heavy because they will topple on mm -hmm. you. So I was very lucky in all of this that all of my heavy pictures, which are now cockeyed, were in the <laughs> living room or somewhere else and that they, nothing came down on me on the bed. And we definitely saw this in the office and a number of things came off the walls. We had more glass damage in the office than we did in my home from things just falling where they, where they shouldn't have. So shoes next to your bed, a flashlight secured. Mine rolled around on my bed side stand so it took me a second to find it right and getting those shoes on almost immediately and then turning on that flashlight and giving yourself an opportunity to breathe before you get up and start moving that's hard to do it's when you wake up that startled do. it's very hard to do i think a number of people and i will speak only for myself had a had a moment of fright or flight and and a fight or flight and and i um Knew that I needed to get into the office to be a, begin helping people, but you know you need to calm yourself down and be self-centered, self-centered yourself, so that you can be out and help the, the people that need it. True enough. Okay, so preparedness—that's that's a great idea. Redcross.org, disaster response. Yeah. Click on that. Click on that to get your ideas. I know the state of California also has resources on their website. Earthquake preparedness, and that's a great resource as well. What what have, what's kind of stories have you heard people that you, that you've been helping? What things helped them through it besides you know dealing with the Red Cross? But have you heard some stories where people said, "Thank goodness I." fill in the blank. We have, and we're in the process now of putting those stories together and starting to release those out into the public. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite stories is I have a, a member of my board, and she has been eight years on my board, mm -hmm. who, you know, called me almost that morning and said, when can I get into the shelter? How can I help? And she has worked a number of 12-hour shifts at the shelter, and the local shelter residents have nicknamed her Chief Baby Officer. <sighs> <laughs> because anytime somebody comes in with a baby, Cheryl will go over and hold the baby mm -hmm. and take care of that child while the family is getting the services that they need. Oh, that's nice. Um, and I think that that is uh, one of my favorite things of seeing when I go into the shelter is Cheryl holding a baby mm -hmm. um, or families and kids playing. And Verizon came in and set up four laptop computers so that people could check in and out and keep up to speed on what was going on out there and, and sign up for services. And we have a couple of little boys that like to play a video game. Mm -hmm. And so they now they see me coming, they'll come over and grab me and say, come on, come on, let's play. You know, and so you get to, you know, really enjoy these children and be able to see them and have a safe place for them to be. And I will say that this aftershock that took place almost, I mean, it was an hour and a half earlier than the, the 6.0 that took place last Saturday night through here scared a lot of people again. And the shelter is a very safe place for them to be. That's good information. Do you want to give the location of the shelter once again? The shelter is located at Crosswalk Community Church at 2590 1st Street. That's if you need a place to stay at night, you can go there. If you're just looking for additional assistance, the Red Cross Emergency Assistance Center is located at the Napa Valley Marriott, which is located at 3425 Solano Avenue. And then Emergency Assistance Center is open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And if you just want a phone number to call, we have a phone number that is 1-877-978-2725. And this is a number you can call just to get some assistance if you've been affected by the South Napa quake. Thank you. This is Ann Steinhauer. She's the Executive Director of Napa County Red Cross, helping the community out in the wake of this earthquake. Day to day, what happens? I mean, I know in emergency response, we just talked about 
what you've been up to, but what happens day to day in the Red Cross? So we the chapter locally focuses on two major aspects of the disaster response cycle. So we focus on preparedness and readiness. Mm-hmm. And then all of that leads up to being able to have a strong response and then help with recovery plans. So the preparedness side is we are able and willing to come out to local businesses and do a one-hour training session on how to be prepared for the next major disaster. Mm. And the three disasters that we worry about here locally are, of course, earthquake, wildfire, and flooding. And so this is a one-hour presentation on how to become individually prepared. So we go through what should be at your bedside kit, what you should be ready to walk out the door with should you need to evacuate, where to go to get information, like how to tune in to the local radio station here. And then if you need to evacuate your house, due to a small house fire Mm -hmm. that, you know, your kids go out one window and you go out another. What's the plan for you guys to reconnect so that everybody knows that everybody's safe? Um, And we focus a lot of time and energy on getting those uh, education presentations out into the community. We do health and safety classes. So we do your traditional CPR first aid and AED or automated external defibrillator training. Thank you. I was about to ask you what that meant. I, I, I saw it coming. <laughs> I saw it coming. We Sometimes we think the Red Cross is, is worse than the, the military on acronyms. Yeah, jargon and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we train people on how to save lives by using those techniques for both infants, for pediatrics, and for adults. And those classes are offered not only in our, in our Napa office, but we've just reopened our St. Helena office and they're being offered oh, up good. in St. Helena. And then we do babysitting classes. And these are one to two day courses for preteens and teenagers to come in and you get CPR first day trained, but you also can learn how to run your own business oh, no uh, and be a babysitter and you get a certi- certificate afterwards. Any of my f- family friends that have children, I always say, get a Red Cross certificate before you hire a babysitter. That's it. Look for the credentials. Look for the credentials <laughs> because we train them. And that's a large part of what we do at the chapter. And then we also do blood drives. And so we will have an upcoming blood drive on October 2nd at Napa Valley College. And just keep checking into our social media and to our website for more details on that. Do you want to give that information? October 2nd, Napa Valley College. No, the social media website. So social media, Facebook, you're talking? Napa County Red Cross on both Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And we tend to use the Twitter account more around disasters than we do anything else. But the Facebook page, we try to get all of this information up on the Facebook page. So if you just search for Napa County Red Cross, the Facebook page will come up. And then again, it will all be on our website as well. That's good. Now, were you using the Twitter during the uh, earthquake? I was not specifically using the Twitter or the the Facebook account, but we had volunteers and staff members who were posting fairly regularly. And what type of information we're getting out? I wasn't following the the Twitter feed, but it seems like a valuable tool. Yeah, it was. I I think it's very valuable. We used it quite a bit when the Butts Canyon fire was happening and we needed to open a shelter at Middletown High Mm. for our Napa County residents affected by that fire. And it was a lot of information. For example, you know, I've got pets, pets, we don't keep pets at the shelter. So where can you take your pets to be taken care of you know where is the shelter where can you go to get assistance what's the latest fire information we do a lot of retweeting or reposting for cal fire during wildfire events and it's it's kind of the place where you can go to get that immediate information in addition the red cross has a number of uh, smartphone apps and we've been using a lot of those as well so the earthquake app is up and running and it also has our current shelter sites located on those and what does that mean an earthquake app besides giving information where the shelters are is there 
Tell me more. It's great. So you you click into the earthquake app and it tells you, you know, what to do before, during, and after an earthquake. Mm -hmm. So it's all the preparedness information that you need to have. Oh, great. And there are ways that you can test and learn more and get badges and and kind of work your way up through the system. And then there is my favorite feature on this is the global earthquake map. So you can see where all the earthquakes are taking place globally. Oh. Um, And I, I appreciate being able to see things like that. For example, in the last year, we've had a number of 8.0s to 9.0 earthquakes out of Alaska and out of the Solomon Islands. And, you know, we're watching all of this earthquake activity and wondering how it's going to affect us. And I I find that stuff to be quite fascinating. But then again, I I do work for the Red Cross. That's right. It's your business. (laughs) So this app can be found via the... Just search Red Cross in either your Google Play Store for your Androids or iTunes Store for your iPhones. And we have tornadoes. We have hurricanes. We've got the earthquake app. We've got a wildfire app. We have first aid app. Um, and these are all great places to go to get information on how to be better prepared. Oh, for... I'm so glad to hear you guys are so high tech. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and they're starting to come out in Spanish as well. Oh, fantastic. Which makes me oh, very that's happy. valuable. Wonderful. Yeah, very happy. Ah, very good stuff. I'm so glad that you are, you know, in in charge of this. You're a real oh. together type person. Real well, thank you. I'll <laughs> organized take and a good spokesperson. Shall we shall we get off the subject? Should we get back to a little bit of the regular Judd's Napa Valley show format? Absolutely. You know, you couldn't have been more right about that. <laughs> thank you, Lauren Mole. We don't have a mad libs to play. Okay. I didn't ask you to bring anything for uh, getting your hands on Judd's goodies bit that we do. Okay. But I do like to find out, since you are a Napa Valley native. I am. I'm a local kid. Yeah. We didn't disclose this, but uh, how long have we known each other? When did you guys move here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 30-something years I've known Anne. Back, should I say what we used to call you? Back you, when you she was Annie. Annie. She you was Annie. Permission. I, I couldn't believe, you know, she... She became an adult and asked to be called Anne. She was always Annie growing up. But since you've been here for so long, you know what? I always like to give people like a little insight. You are the dire- executive director of the <laughs> Napa Red Cross, but I know sometimes you like to let your hair down. You like to enjoy Napa Valley. Yeah, of course. And folks listen to this show from elsewhere. They might be visiting. Sure. You know, what are some fun things as a Napa native? Like, what do you like to do? You like to get out in the hills. You like to go out to eat and drink. You like to, what's your thing? Well, I definitely am going to take a look at the event that you guys are having at the winery this weekend. Oh, good. And figure out if I can come out for that. I hope you can. And then I will also be at the Calistoga Harvest table up this weekend. They're doing a big, I don't know, thousand foot table and all the restaurants are feeding people right down the middle of Lincoln Avenue. I hadn't even heard about this. Um, How did I get off this radar? You can talk about what that is. See, I used to live in Calistoga. So, you know, but it's supposed to be a, it's our first, it's the first time that they're doing it in Calistoga. And I don't know too much about it, but you can get on to the Visit Calistoga webpage and have more information. But they're basically putting up a large community table. I think it's great, especially after this earthquake, to get together and have a little fun and have an event like this where uh, they're basically closing off Lincoln Avenue, which is Calistoga's Main Street. Oh, that sounds fun. And allowing people to come out, have a big communal dinner. Wonderful. When is that? I think it's Saturday night. Cool. I could the look at my calendar, but well. check visit Calistoga or calistogavisitor.com and, and they will have more detail on that. And then anytime I can get out on Napa River and do a little kayaking or paddleboarding, I, that's one of my favorite things to do here in, in Napa. Very nice. Do you uh, have a kayak of your own? I do not. So where, where do you go? If someone were visiting, where would you recommend they go pick up a kayak? The, or do you have a friend that has one? Well, I, <laughs> Give your yeah. friend's address and just knock on the door. <laughs> I do have friends. There's also Napa Valley Adventure Tours also takes people out. And then if I have an opportunity where I can get completely out of town, I go out with Blue Water Kayak out on Tamales Bay. Oh, huh. Um, Nice. And that's beautiful. That's something I've been wanting to do. 
I highly recommend it. Yeah, I've been out there a couple times. Tamales is so beautiful, and it looks, you know, usually very calm. Yeah, nice scenery. But yeah. I have yet to kayak. That sounds great. I did the full moon paddle there last oh, in, wow. in early August, whenever the full moon was. And it was amazing. It was just spectacular. Thanks for the tip. Do they do that every full moon? They do it every full moon. So which is coming up. She's looking at her watch. I'm looking at my watch. It's Today's, coming up in three my minutes. My watch is telling me that it's September 1. No, the I beer guys are September coming up in three two. minutes after this show. There you go. But, and then the full moon. Yeah. The full moon is coming up. So that's the... Yeah, got to go out and howl at the moon every once in a while. I totally agree. <laughs> Ann Steinhauer is the executive director of Napa County Red Cross. Do you want to give all the pertinent information one more time before sure. the show is over? And I'm going to leave this with Sharpie so that he can get it out on the radio as well. So our Red Cross shelter here in Napa County is uh, located at Crosswalk Community Church at 2590 1st Street. If you just need assistance, you can go to the Red Cross Emergency Assistance Center. That's located at the Napa Valley Marriott. 3425 Solano Avenue. And if you just want to call and figure out what services we can offer, you can call us at 1-877-978-2725. Thank you very much, Ann Steinhauer. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out here. And thanks to... And thanks to Larry Sharp, our general manager of 99.3 KVYN and 1440 KVON. And this is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.